Welcome to Not Quite Chess. My name is Elias. And my name is Bennett. And we are your hosts. Today we will be talking about Batman Arkham Asylum. Bennett and I played specifically the PC Game of the Year edition. It was released on both PS3 and Xbox 360 as well as PC in 2009. It was published by Warner Brothers and Eidos, and it was developed by Rocksteady. It turned in eventually to a trilogy, Batman Arkham Asylum, Batman Arkham City, and Batman Arkham Knight. Thus far, there are other games, but those are the main three. And it's worth noting that it received a 91 on Metacritic for the PC version, a 92, I believe, for the Xbox 360 version, and a 91 for the PS3 version, so somebody liked it. Yeah. So in the game, you play as Batman, who has recently returned the Joker to Arkham Asylum. However, soon after returning him, he starts a coup and takes over. Naturally, you will punch and kick your way back to order in the asylum, so that's fun. Yeah. Over the course of the game, you'll encounter... Lots of Joker's uh, henchmen. You'll also encounter a bunch of other kind of DC characters like, I don't know, Poison Ivy, uh, like Bane, Bane. Harley Quinn, etc. And you'll have to fight with your fists most of the characters in the uh, DC supervillain universe. We're going to kick it off by talking about the pros of the game, what we enjoyed about the game. Uh, So Bennett, I'm going to go to you first. So one thing I did appreciate about the game, there was pretty clear instructions. I didn't really feel like I was getting lost that much. There weren't many times when we had to use a guide or anything. Like, it told you where you needed to go, gave you your instructions. And one thing that was really helpful was x-ray vision. I found myself using that all the time. Uh, Basically, that allows you to see trails that you're following, like scent trails or uh, fingerprint trails. And you also can see um, threats or basically just people before, before they pop up in front of you which is very helpful. So that's one thing that I felt tied in with clear instructions and clear like directional. Yeah, Yeah. just basically clear directions, clear instructions. um, I appreciated. It's worth noting that the central mechanics of the game kind of revolve around Batman obviously being able to fight well, um, but also his mechanical advantages. Like he's not actually super powered. He just is wealthy. That's kind of his superpower. (laughs) Um, He has a grappling hook. He has... uh, claw that he can shoot he has batarangs you eventually get like sonic and explosive batarangs x-ray vision etc these kind of core uh, mechanical elements that he has and these implements that he has are what you use to accomplish most of the things in the game and that brings me to the second pro which is the decent mechanics uh fighting is very very good um it's been cloned and copied in lots of games mad max is one example of a game I mean, the combat is excellent. It's set the precedent for many, many games to come. X-ray vision is also pretty cool. There's a moment when every time you're fighting a group of Joker's henchmen, they will have a heartbeat monitor on them. And it's pretty cool to walk (laughs) into a room, see that they all have like a steady like 90. And then gradually as you take out his henchmen, their heartbeat will increase and you can watch it happen. And they'll start making comments of like, oh, I'm nervous. He's Mm -hmm. in here. Uh, And Joker will start to... Like, oh, I think he might be in there with you. And you can watch their heartbeat rise. And that's that's a really cool part of the game. Yeah, they have the little monitors of, like, calm, nervous, and, like, terrified. So that's pretty fun. Uh, along with that, you can also hang on gargoyles around rooms. <laughs> for the most part, there is one moment later in the game when they kind of take that away for a few levels. I don't know why. 
that's that's more and of a con than it back a pro, and then they give it back afterwards. Um, but you can sit on the gargoyles, and eventually you can hang from the gargoyles and like hang one of Joker's henchmen off of the gargoyle. Of course, Batman never kills anyone; he just hurts them very badly. He hangs them he, by their he, feet, yes, not he their neck. By their feet, not their neck. Don't worry. It's yeah. it's just fun to be able mm-hmm. to <laughs> to take out Joker's henchmen. They do a very very good job of. You feel like the Cape Crusader in that moment. Yeah. And one thing that I noticed was you have the opportunity to upgrade your your skills a lot. Like, you can get more skills. Uh, for example, I felt like towards the end of the game, I was able to get double and triple batterings that I could throw at people. Um, so that's just one example of the upgrading. And it's kind of continuous, so you don't need to wait a long time to upgrade. Honestly, the upgrades aren't like that crazy. They don't make you super overpowered or... Uh, like give you that much of an advantage, but they are nice to have. And one thing that I really like, uh, you get a lot of cool devices that I don't know why Batman just didn't pick up in the start, but that's for the story, (laughs) Um, that help you along the way, like explosive gel that can blow up um, certain certain walls, or batterings, for example, or like a, a three three version of yeah, the, the grappling bat, hook. Yeah. <laughs> the ultra bat claw, I yeah, believe is that's what, what that one's called. Um, so that's fun. One issue that I have with those continuous upgrades are that you have to kind of explore and get, so basically you have to, the way you upgrade is you get enough XP to fill a meter, which then it gives you permission to upgrade one skill. Yeah. However, to fill that meter, you obviously need to do things that give you XP. So that includes fight, find uh, these kind of collectibles called Riddler, Trophies, trophies I think. Yeah, yeah, trophies. Uh, there are like interview tapes, biographies, stuff like that. You, uh, we'll talk about those a little yes. bit later. But when as you find those things, your XP increases. To actually increase your XP at a rate where you're getting the good stuff, like the triple batarang and sonic remote control batarangs, like early on in the game, you really need to explore and find everything and devote yourself to that, which kind of is a slog and it's kind of monotonous. And I, I really, so when you're at the end of the game, you're getting all these cool upgrades, but uh, there are like, like three boss fights left and yeah. you can't use them really, which that would be great if you had them partway through the game rather than at the end. And I've, I found yeah, that. Yeah, I noticed, be... yeah, I noticed that uh, the first upgrades I could get were, they I didn't notice much of a difference. And then literally towards the last like two hours of the game, I got better upgrades like the triple battering. And I was like, I'm literally on the second to last boss fight, and I could have had this way sooner. But the issue is you don't always want to be, like, walking around looking for whatever. Sometimes you do want to do the story. So it kind of, there are pros and cons to the upgrades. Um, But overall, they're not bad. They're just not extremely powerful. Uh, Yeah, I agree. The, The upgrade... Could be better, but they are they are fun when you have them. Mm-hmm. And along with the boss fights, which Bennett mentioned, the boss fights are both a pro and a con in some ways, but for me they're a pro because honestly I am not, I think we've mentioned this before, I'm not a very good gamer. I'm not very skilled. I'm terrible at Battle Royale games uh, <laughs> and very bad at Souls-likes, especially with like Dark Souls-style combat. But but the boss fights in this game are pretty manageable. Yeah, like, I didn't, didn't really find myself repeating them too often. I think the last one is, I mean, naturally it's the hardest, but even that one did not take an especially long time. We're not going to tell you who you're fighting against. But the boss fights, it, it was a repetitive cycle of how you actually fight the bosses. Mm-hmm. Except for one that Except was a bit different. Except for one, which was slightly different. The only thing with boss fights is you kind of have to get used to them. And then when you're used to them, it's pretty easy to finish them. It might take you one or two tries, 
And it's annoying when you're towards the end of a boss fight, like the very end, and then something manages to take you out and you're like, and here we go again. Yeah. And even if like you understood the mechanics and you were doing it right, you were just uh, got an unlucky hit or something, then you have to do it all over again. So the boss fights aren't extremely interesting, I wouldn't say. They're kind of just repeating, dodging and hitting and throwing a battering so that's one con in my opinion but overall they're manageable and they're not too hard to figure out yeah i like them because they didn't stop me from going forward in the game like mm -hmm. some boss fights again because i'm just not a very good gamer um <laughs> i had trouble proceeding in the story because i got hung up and i just had to do it over and over and over again and i would just give up and go okay i'm done i'm gonna go play some other game but i was able to do that and the final pro that we have is we're going to talk about the biographies and interview tapes that you can yes. find all around the world. That was really interesting. So basically, really early on in the game, you meet characters, and when you unlock those characters, you have a little, like, characters and biographies. I don't remember what the exact tab is called, but you can read all about the characters, like their backstories, their names. It's interesting they included their heights and, like, characteristics and um, their, like, qualities, I think. But that's pretty interesting. You can read people's backstories, and I would say the most interesting backstories are definitely the villains. And another really cool thing about the game that I liked, uh, while you're going along, you can pick up interview tapes with the villains, and that's fun to hear, like, their stories and what they're uh, looking for, I guess. Um, and basically, these interview tapes are from asylum doctors who are interviewing the villains or the patients so it's cool because all the patients are kind of well they're maniacs they're super villains you know um so it's interesting to see how they're trying to like manipulate the doctors they're talking to and uh what they're interested in in the asylum yeah it's a little bit of environmental storytelling kind of like bioshock you can find interview tapes and uh just audio logs it's much like that but it's really interesting and it's it's just kind of a fun snippet to find around the world and gives you a reason to explore as I was talking about those Riddler trophies, those are really not my favorite thing to find because they're just, you pick it up and then the Riddler makes a snide comment about how dumb you are. <laughs> um, but those kind of prompted me to explore more, to find more in the environment, to meet more characters. And yeah. I think that was, that might have been my favorite part of the game was just those little cool snippets of environmental storytelling. One thing that I don't know if it's a con or a pro, uh, sometimes the game would go into this like, platformer type thing when especially when you encountered scarecrow um and i didn't know i didn't really love that personally that's not my favorite kind of mechanic and it was a bit janky at times at least for me but it was kind of interesting and like the setting changed a little bit but it was pretty repetitive we should probably explain this yes so basically what happens is obviously naturally um scarecrow is a character from the DC supervillain universe. Mm -hmm. And what he does is he injects you with like hypnotic poison or whatever. That and you brings go to, your worst yeah. fears to life. And you go to the, I don't remember if it has a technical name, but you essentially go to a world where Scarecrow is in charge and it's a, it turns to a platformer section, mm -hmm. but it still has the 3D controls and they change depending on like where you are in the platform it's really cool because yeah. of some of the mechanics it's like a just totally run down kind of like void mm -hmm. uh with like Him weird creepy <laughs> yeah creepy animations and stuff like that like it's an interesting it's got a cool vibe and i thought it was really cool the first time the first time it happened because i just expected the game to be kind of just a straightforward beat em up through the whole game 
that's not really the right term for it, but straightforward <laughs> action game for the whole game. Yeah. When that happened, I was I was surprised. I was pleasantly surprised. But by the third time, the platforming gets really, really bad. The, yeah. the 3D controls do not work in uh -huh. the pseudo 2D environment. It doesn't. Like when you uh, try to yeah. go up or down, uh, when you click the, the A, sorry, W or S key, um, your character like kind of moves in and out. But it's weird because you're not technically supposed to do that. And at some points you are supposed to move like around things. It just is kind of weird when it tries to incorporate like sort of 2D platforming with 3D in the same game. It or, was great the first time. Yeah. After that, we did not try it with controller. Maybe it's better with controller. Mm -hmm. Ben and I both played with keyboard yes. and mouse, but it, it's rough the second and third time. Um, but the vibe is definitely cool. And along with that, there are a few other really cool kind of like breaks in the storytelling moment. We're not going to give you any spoilers, spoilers, but there's a moment when both Bennett and I were convinced that our computer had <laughs> we like, were like broken, what is happening? but it was part of the game and part of the storytelling. Um, there's some just like wacky scarecrow moments where mm -hmm. at one point you're walking down a long hallway and some like yeah. backstory starts to play around you and the hallway seems to stretch on forever. Mm -hmm. Like there are some really, really cool moments in, yeah. like that, which stuck with me for a long time. But that's that's not all there is to the game. Mm -hmm. So naturally, we have to talk about, about the cons. The cons. First con, just very high level, is the game is extremely repetitive. Yep. Uh, it's go here, fight these guys, maybe obtain this thing, come back. That is a very general game loop for most video games, and that's fine. But there is, there, there is progression, but it's minimal. You're still fighting the same characters. They don't really get any harder. Again, the boss fights are, it's the same mechanic pretty much over and over again. Mm -hmm. And when you do that for 11 hours straight, that's about how long the game is, it, it gets pretty redundant um and it's yeah it's not great second i mean going along with that is the game is not terribly unique or at least to the modern day audience it's just kind of a superhero game where you play as batman there isn't much like change in where you are you're basically on arkham island like basically in the asylum compound sort of but the issue is every building looks the same except for the botanical garden but it still looks very similar so that's just one thing that kind of annoyed me. Like I felt like I was walking around the same exact place, which I was, but I feel like they could have made a bit more of an effort to change the scenery a bit. Um, I don't think just... it was ever daytime. Like I don't think no. it was ever actually daytime. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah, it's a pretty pretty monotonous location. The mechanic of swinging around and stuff like that, there are some, for example, you can use your grappling hook to grapple up to uh, a ledge. You can float using your bat cape even when it's torn. That's pretty fun. Um, <laughs> th those things are great, but they're not characteristics which are defining enough to make the game unique and like long-lasting to me. Like yeah. Portal had the portal making mechanic and that all was the really kinetic and physical puzzles. Those were super cool, but like grappling around with your grappling hook to select surfaces is only so fun. And it, it gets quite boring after a while. Mm -hmm. So uh, a con that we both noticed. Yeah was the female characters, specifically Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn, were really overly sexualized. Yeah, that's like crazy. It's pretty blatant. Um, I think there are five female characters in the game that I can remember. Two of them are kind of damsel in distress doctors. Yeah. One of them is Oracle, who actually helps you throughout the game. She gives you instructions. You'd be totally lost without her. And the that's other two Barbara are, Gordon. Yeah, that's Barbara Gordon. Uh, 
Commissioner Gordon's daughter. He's also a pretty important character in the game. Although he doesn't do very yeah. much. <laughs> um, he does not. Um, and then Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. Uh, we're not going to talk too much about this, but it definitely it's pretty blatant. Something that we noticed and eh. And one thing that we we both thought about was the vibe wasn't exactly what we thought it would be. Like, part of us, part of me, wanted it to be more gritty, you know, yeah. like match. Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah, exactly. Kind of, when that's... I picture Batman, that's what I think of. Mm -hmm. This was. I mean, it tried to be like that. You're in an asylum with like lunatics, and it is pretty dark, but it's not quite as dark as the Dark Knight trilogy is, and that's kind of what I was thinking it was going to be more like. But it didn't do a horrible job. It just didn't maybe measure up to standards. Yeah, it's rated T, and the, most of the action is pretty stylized. And I'm not saying that, like, keeping violence to, or graphic violence to a minimum is a bad thing. In fact, I think it's probably a good thing. But it didn't help the vibe of the game, mm -mm. which, like, in my opinion, Batman, again, should be darker, more Dark Knight trilogy-esque. But this game, there was just enough that was kind of cheesy just not not excellent that the vibe just didn't didn't land with me i don't know how to how to describe that exactly but it wasn't my favorite yeah there were parts that were dark and there were parts that were light and it didn't counterbalance in the way that it should have mm -hmm. the final con that we can think of is the exploration it's a game that kind of tries to be open world the next two games arkham knight and arkham city actually are open world games uh but arkham asylum kind of just it gives you an open environment but then puts you into singular straightforward levels and you have to do a lot of backtracking as well yeah that's i feel like a I game like. to me i feel like games should either be fully open world or just linear completely and this game tried to do the open world thing but most of the time what it wound what wound up happening was me getting lost and having to check my map <laughs> frequently to have any idea where i was or where i was supposed to be going and again, as we mentioned earlier, the map is not very diverse. It's pretty similar everywhere you go. So yeah, those are the cons. Elias had one personal problem. Yeah. So this may or may not actually be something which you think of as you're playing the game, if you do indeed choose to play the game. But uh, it takes place in an asylum. And at one point during the game, you do wind up uh, injuring and hurting people who don't have their wits about them completely. They're called lunatics. Uh, they're called lunatics. Like, they don't know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just worth considering, maybe in 2021, how great of a setting is that. I'm just putting that out for food for thought for when you're playing through the game, if you do indeed decide to play through the game. Yeah. I, I, I thought of one final pro. What's that? Final pro, voice acting. The voice oh, acting yes. for certain characters was outstanding. For certain other characters, nothing special. Batman wasn't great, but the Joker, sorry, what's his name again? Joker, actually, <laughs> is voice acted by Mark Hamill, a.k.a. Luke, Luke Skywalker. Skywalker. So, so that was interesting. Uh, I did Joker not know that. Voice acting. I had no idea. I looked uh, in the credits and I was like, oh, that's him. He does not sound anything like yeah. Luke Hamill. But Mark sorry, Hamill, Luke voice acts. <laughs> Mark <laughs> Luke Hamill. Hamill. <laughs> But yeah, the voice acting is, it's another good thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Batman's voice acting, a lot of people like it, I have to say. I did not think it was all that great. Yeah, it he is supposed great. to be, like, monotone, but I, I was unimpressed. They should have gotten, we're thinking of... Will Arnett. Will Arnett, yeah, they should have gotten <laughs> Will Arnett to do it. <laughs> yeah, that would have been. been great. Bennett, you can, you, you had a different opinion than I did, so I'm going to let you take your opinion first on the, on the okay, overall yeah. just concluding thoughts so overall i didn't love this game it wasn't 
horrible. It just doesn't really appeal to me. I prefer open world and more shoot 'em up. Like I like having the gun mechanic in games. Um, I didn't mind hand to hand, but it wasn't my favorite game. I got bored of it after uh, the first few hours just because it felt so repetitive. Um, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it, but it isn't a bad game. And if you like these kinds of linear games uh, that that are basically just you going around beating up people and then uh, having very some, similar boss fights. Some cool atmosphere. Yeah, there are some cool things about the game. It just wasn't my favorite, but it isn't a bad game. And I, I mean, maybe you should play it if you like these kinds of games. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother had a different opinion, though. Okay, my opinion was a fair bit more positive. Uh, I actually had a decent enough time playing, and I thought the combat was pretty good. Um, I thought that the environment was pretty cool. Some of the stuff they did with storytelling, like the scarecrow scenes, was pretty cool. Yeah, those were pretty cool. And if you already own this game, or it's on sale for really cheap, or maybe if it's on Game Pass, I don't think it is, but Arkham Knight, I think, is on Xbox Game Pass. If it is, uh, I would actually recommend you spend some time with this game. It's worth it's worth a couple minutes. Uh, and it's it not got too good long. reviews. <laughs> yeah, I got excellent reviews. It's not all that long. I mean, it's only eleven hours. So if you do enjoy it, you enjoy it. It's worth your pl- it's worth your time. But I, I thought it was better than better than bad, but not quite a ninety one. I would give it maybe yeah. more of a seven out of ten, and I would recommend it to those who are just excited about like playing a fun game for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but what it does do very, very well is it gets me excited for the sequels, uh, which are Batman Arkham City and Batman Arkham Knight. I cannot wait to play those because some of the mechanics built in the game, like grappling hooks, like gliding, I would love to see that implemented in an open world, which Arkham City and Arkham Knight are. So I can't speak to the sequels yet. I have not yet played them, but maybe we'll talk about them later on in the podcast. One thing I found that I was really sad about was I never got to drive the Batmobile. (laughs) Yeah, you get to do that apparently a lot in Arkham Knight. So if you like these kinds of games, I would highly recommend giving it a try. Is that about it? That's about it. Final wrapping up comments. We need to let the audience know what game we're playing next week. We're playing Sorry, next month. Halo 1. Yes, Halo Combat Evolved. Uh, Bennett and I will both be playing it on the Master Chief Collection. I believe Bennett will be playing on I'll Xbox be doing One. it on console. I'm going to be doing it on PC. Uh, we're going to be playing the Anniversary Edition. They're still not new. Um, <laughs> you would not probably want to play the 2001 version. It's very, very old. <laughs> we can't wait to discuss yeah. Halo also, Combat Evolved um, next month. Yes, Halo, uh, the whole Master Chief collection, I believe, is on X- Xbox Game Pass. Yes. So if you have that, feel free to check that out. It's pretty pretty neat. Um, yes, indeed. Yeah, that's about right. it. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, Looking forward to you. talking to you next month. Bye.